Welcome to Drinking Bros Sports, brought to you by KillCliffCBD.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. You're the type who loves to bet on sports, or maybe you're only playing for the first time. Either way, you need a website that gives you access to all your favorite sports and makes it simple, which is why I recommend MyBookie. Sign up today at MyBookie.ag slash Bros and use the promo code DRINKINGBROS to secure your deposit bonus up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. That is MyBookie.ag slash drinking bros what is up welcome to the drinking bros baseball show i am your host rob fox and i am uh it is just past noon and i already have three drinks on the desk because fuck mm. it today's friday i don't really give a shit about anything uh, it's friday leading into uh you know the independence day fourth of july weekend too so you got to get a head start on that yeah and as i like to say i'm drinking for three because my wife can't true, do it yeah. the baby can't do it Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's kind of up to me to help to like support the family here, um, and I'm doing my part. And also, I have like I almost have like a full not week off, but since you motherfuckers are all going to Vegas and missing my much cooler baby shower, um, you, no one's in the office Thursday and Friday. So I work. I'm only in the office Tuesday and Wednesday this coming week. So mm. it's it's like a borderline. Um, I don't have a lot to do over the next like week. You're gonna be doing a lot yeah, of remote work. And you should just stay at home and rub uh, cocoa butter on your wife's stomach. I pretty that's much that's what you should be doing. That's pretty much what I do anyway. But you can do that drunk as fuck, by the way. Like mm-hmm. the baby's not born yet, so as long as you don't get so drunk that you fall onto her stomach, I feel like anything is fair game right now. Yeah, and it, honestly, it helps because I don't. I'm less ADD when I'm shit faced, so I won't get mm-hmm. bored of it after thirty seconds. So I'll just be like, as long as I have like a drink to grab, I'm just like, yeah, whatever, and then like. The doctor will be like, "I, you have a lot of uh, deep muscle trauma. Is there something you need to tell me about your husband?" Uh, so it's, it can go too far either way, I guess. But yeah, uh, I mean, look, yeah, you don't want to leave any visible bruises, so use a phone book. Yes, roll I, a phone book up and swat her on the stump. Well, probably not that part, but no. But we'll get we'll get more into that type of stuff later in the show. Um, yeah, we will. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Uh, but first, uh, you texted me the, the other day, and I think all you pretty much said was, I need to talk about Shohei Otani. Yeah. Uh, somebody did an article on it. God damn it. I don't know if it was on ESPN or, hold on, it's actually in my news feed on my phone. Let me look it up. Um, but what this dude is doing is pretty much the most incredible shit any of us have seen in our lifetime for sure, right? Yeah, I mean, and, and we've been kind of like saying that, but I think it's worth, and I wrote this in the notes, I think to an extent you'd probably agree, Otani has gotten a bit of a prorated, um, we, we prorate, prorate his performance a bit because he's above average at both pitching mm-hmm. and hitting. So we don't necessarily need him to hit 40 home runs to think he's incredible at hitting or to have a sub three ERA to be like, this guy's an incredible player because it's like, well, he's doing both. So we give him a little extra or not we give him, but we, we are fine with giving him theoretically extra leeway on both, right? Like Otani hitting 25 homers in a season would be incredible to us if he also right. had a 360 ERA. Right, and he did, uh, you know, already did that he's got 28 homers actually and uh it's we're not even halfway through the fucking season yet so. well and not only are we not halfway through the season he has only like 300 at bats yeah so yeah. most it, it's he's not a qual i had to actually lower the qualifications on fan graphs to read him on the leaderboards because he's not technically a qualified hitter 
Correct. He, yeah. Not yet. He will be by the end of the season, but he's not yet. Uh, for for those uh, in the audience who don't know, who don't track stats like that, you have to average 3.1 plate appearances per game that your team plays to qualify for things like the batting title, et cetera. Now he could still win. I mean, you could theoretically come up to bat 50 times, hit 50 home runs and win the home run title, right? Yes. There but is to, no minimum for home run right. title. But for rate stats, obviously there's going to be, there's going to be minimum plate appearances and stuff like that. Well, he'll get it by the end of the season for sure. I don't know if he's, I don't know how close he is right now. Actually, I have to, to look qualifying. On yeah, I mean, uh, he's, he he's can't at be like, that far away. No, he's not. He's at like three hundred three or something like that. And like Vlad Guerrero Jr.'s at, has like three hundred fifty, three hundred sixty at bats. So he's probably about twenty to thirty at bats shy of it. What's the uh, Kansas City? How many games have they played? The Royals? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, or not Kansas City. What the fuck am I talking the about? Angels? The Angels. I was looking at uh, tickets for Kansas City because that's where I am right now. Uh, let's see. The Angels are currently 39 and 41. So they played 80 games so far. Yeah. Um, so he, to, to qualify, um, uh, he needs uh, uh, 248 plate appearances to qualify for rate stats, right? That's it. So he, I don't think he was, he was qualifying when I looked at it. I could, have, I could be wrong on that, though. Well, he by now he would be though because you remember he had some injuries early, mm -hmm. uh, and they were using him in a different way. Now I think they've got it pretty much figured out as far as using him as a starter. I still think they should use him as a closer, but uh, the way they're using him right now is working out for him, uh, at least on the days that he pitches. The days he doesn't pitch, he hits uh, you know one or two home runs and they lose by four runs anyway. Yeah. So yeah. it's uh, you know it is what it is. Yeah, he's like uh, I'm trying to think of a good like NBA example where it's just like a, someone who fucking is really cool and fun just dumping in stats on a dog shit team uh yeah alan iverson for his entire career <laughs> except for that one year sorry yeah. fake dan but yeah. it's true doko dan has some problems with Cannot that besmirch yeah. his name, please. but uh no I he's one of the look man that guy just was in a bad organization he had a great coach he had a fucking he personally was great he just couldn't get any help from that organization so what are you gonna do i think his most memorable teammate is matumbo which is not a great sign eric yeah. snow Aaron McKee. Never, yeah, don't know those guys. Matumbo is the only one, so it's not a good. But uh, you want to run down some Otani stats here just to give some uh, fucking, just to let people know how ridiculous this motherfucker is? Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll go through just his raw stats right quick because those are impressive enough. And then we'll we'll, we'll dive into uh, uh, how he stacks up against the last guy to do this. Um in any kind of meaningful way, which obviously was uh, Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. Um, and to give some perspective, by the way, Babe Ruth and Michael Jordan kind of get lumped together a lot as like the two mm. maybe most influential American athletes. And that's fair in terms of like media and stuff like that. Right. Uh, and social, social impact uh, and taking the sport to another level. But statistically, there's no comparison between Michael Jordan and Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth is a statistical. The only one who compares really is Wayne Gretzky, would be the only right. other go. You, you mean insofar as he's so far ahead of everybody else statistically, then that you yes, know, yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, um, it, it's uh, even Forbes ran an article and it was like a search. What, what's the title? Uh, oh, here I got it right here. A search for comparable MLB players to show Otani leads to just one name, Babe Ruth. Um, so you know when non sports. Uh, organizations or uh, outlets rather are starting to write about someone that someone has transcended the sport itself. 
Yeah. Right. This is something different that we're seeing right now. And it's odd. I mean, it's so odd to see that what is very likely the best hitter of our generation, maybe of all time, and maybe the best overall baseball player of all time are on the same team and they're under 500 right now. Uh, it's kind of fucked up. So anyways, back to the raw stats right now. Uh, Otani is hitting 277, which is, you know, pretty good. It's above uh, but, well above league average. Correct. Yeah. I think what is league average like 245 right yeah, now or some like, shit yeah. like that. Uh, uh, home runs, 28, leading the majors in home runs. He's got 63 RBI, uh, which, which is, is third in the majors, yep. and his OPS is uh, is uh, 1.04. Anything over 800 is good. He's at 1.045. What is his, his uh, fan graph stats? Uh, fan graphs, he is third in the major leagues in WRC Plus with a mm. hot 176. Uh, ninth okay. in the major league in hitter wins above replacement with 3.4. If you also throw in his pitching wins above replacement, which is 1.2, he is tied for the overall lead with Vlad Guerrero Jr., who's having such an insane year at the plate that Otani has to do it on both ends just to, just to right. tie him. And that would put him above 0.2 above DeGrom, although that was before DeGrom pitched last night. And I know DeGrom let up three runs, uh, but he did strike out 14, so that probably gave a boost to his wins above replacement. Um, I can actually check what DeGrom is real quick, but he should be ahead of DeGrom uh, as right. well. I'm sure he is in total. There's, there, he has to be. But yeah, like you said, or like you were alluding to, rather. Uh, those oh, I'm are sorry. Just... No, Jacob DeGrom is now the now the leader in, in wins above replacement. for uh, he, he is 4.8. Wow. I, I figured he would have gone down after that Braves outing. Not that it was a bad outing, but giving up three runs for Jacob DeGrom is basically like a fucking terrible game at this point, which is crazy to think about. But Right. Uh, yeah, th those are the the stats for Otani on the batting side, and his uh, oh. his ra his rate stats are good. I, he doesn't walk as much as as I would think a guy like that would walk because he's he's got a good uh, he, he's got a, a good eye at the plate. He really he puts. I think he he's his barrel rate has probably got to be among the highest in the league. It, it um, is. I have some. I have a couple other stats real quick mm -hmm. just to pop in there that are also made that that really supplement how fucking insane Otani is this year. One, let's just, this is like a, ch a cherry on the Sunday. Tied for 15th in major leagues with 11 stolen bases. So he's just casually giving you a 20 stolen base season, more than likely. Uh, and then uh, second in the major leagues in slugging percentage. Mm -hmm. And that probably has something to do with the fact that 37.8% of the time, Shohei Otani hits a fly ball, it leaves the ballpark. Wow. So if Otani puts the ball in the air, almost like 40% of the time, definitely over one out of three times, it goes out of the ballpark. Well, what do you say about that? I mean, and again, those are just the, uh, the hitting stats. He's... Now started 12 games this season. Uh, he's three and one, uh, which is uh, obviously that's a reflection of the shitty ass team he's on. I think he had a start or two where he didn't qualify for the win as well. Uh, yeah, he's gone short distance a couple of times as well, for sure. And they, they've been uh, pretty careful about how they manage his innings so far. Uh, he's thrown 60 innings. He has 83 strikeouts. So he's, uh, you know, at, at about a, a two to, uh, or I'm sorry, yeah, he's 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 doing really well there, and uh, 
only 35 walks. His strikeout to walk rate is 2.4. And uh, his whip is 1.27. That's that's not that great. It's okay. Would, it's, pretty, it's pretty good for a starting pitcher. It's well, not that here, great. Here's what I look at him as a starting pitcher right now. Mm. He is a high-value mid-rotation guy. Like right. if you, out right. of your third number starter, two three guy yeah out of a, out of your sure. third starter you would absolutely take a three six ERA a twelve point four five K to nine a three and one record and a one two seven whip out of your number right. three guy no fucking question and that's before you even factor in the fact that your number three starter is hitting twenty eight home runs right yeah I mean he's leading the league I th- I'm pretty sure uh, he's got the he certainly has hit the ball harder than anybody this season. Not just now he he's fortunate enough and maybe it's not fortunate. Maybe it's his launch angle and preparation, but he's, I, I'll say he's fortunate enough for those balls to be leaving the ballpark, but his uh, he, he's hitting balls at uh, uh, 110 to 115 miles per hour off the bat on a regular basis at this point, like f- I think Dude, 40 of them this year or something like that. It's an he, insane amount. He has this wild swing when it comes through it, it looks a little flat, and it looks fast as fuck. Mm. Like, it, it doesn't it look quick to you. I mean, like, every time I watch him yeah. in a home run, it's just like, God damn, that bat. He, he, he whips, he whips the, the bat through the zone. Like, uh, I mean, I would compare it to the, his swing is very different, but it's like trout. Like, he stays back on the ball really well, and then he just whips the bat head through the zone uh, with uh, – uh, a lot of quickness. Not he's. I don't think he's as talented of a as a a, a pure hitter as Trout because Trout, if if a ball is like a millimeter off the plate, Trout doesn't swing at it unless there's two right. strikes. Yeah. I mean, he's one of the most disciplined hitters I think I've ever seen. He might be the most disciplined hitter I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, but Otani's pretty decent at that, and uh, man, he just he barrels the ball up. It's like uh, it, it reminds you of a guy not not power wise, but it reminds you of a guy like Tony Gwynn who. He yeah he hit singles a lot but he didn't really hit the ball soft did he like no. his his uh, his uh, uh, exit velocity was routinely in the in the same range the night the average exit velocity ninety two to ninety three miles per hour of a fucking mid level power hitter in the in Major League Baseball he just happened not to lift the ball very much you know who Otani kind of reminds me of he it's not he doesn't do it with the same like uh, I guess swagger or uh, and he doesn't have the same sort of uh, pre swing motion obviously because who does. Mm. But once the bat goes through the zone, uh, it reminds me a lot of Gary Sheffield. Sheffield, yeah, for sure. I can see that. Uh, doesn't do the waggling at yeah. all, but uh, he, he's pretty quiet in the beginning of his, uh, which is odd, by the way, for an Asian hitter. Usually they have all kinds of crazy-ass motions as part of their either pitching uh, uh, mechanics or their batting mechanics. You know, I kinda, He seems to not do that. Do you think that's kind of a thing in, in Asian baseball where they kind of let you, and I don't know this at all, but like in, in American sports in general, they will very much be like, you need to do it by the form. And every once in a while you'll get a Craig Council or whatever, mm-hmm. but eventually they will be like, you need to do it in this sort of way. Whereas yeah, I'm sure, yeah. In and Korean and Japanese baseball, you see a lot more unique stances where they're, right. I, it seems like they're kind of just like, I mean, all right, if that's how you hit the ball, man, like we'll help yeah. you adjust from there. But you seem there's to be- a lot of, uh, they throw a lot more breaking pitches. Well, they used to, right? Back in the day, uh, the fastball rate in the major leagues was way higher than the fastball rate in any of the Asian leagues, whether it's Korean or Japan uh, leagues. And now I think, uh, we, we talked about this earlier this year. There are more breaking pitches being thrown over the last three seasons than any at any point in baseball history, maybe. Yes. Um, oh, by far. 
things things have certainly changed. So maybe that maybe we're going to see more and more of these guys coming over who have been doing this their whole lives and they're more used to hitting these off speed pitches. But uh, yeah, to your point, he's I, it's it's a timing mechanism for those guys. Um, it's something you're taught growing up, but the rules only apply to people who need the rules to apply to them. No right. one's going to come. No one's going to look at the results of Otani hitting in the cage and say, you know what, you should probably change this. And like, no, you're not ever going to say that because that dude. <laughs> and if you said it, everybody would turn around and look at you and be like, get the fuck out of here, dude. You're fired. But like uh, this fucking guy, dude, like, what do you even say about him? Didn't you say your friend texted you the other day? He doesn't give a shit about baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Baker uh, Levitt, who a lot of the drinking bros know, he does a lot. He does like the. Uh, a lot of the hunting stuff, the total archery challenge with Black Rifle, a lot of stuff. Yeah, he texts me. Hold on, I'll fucking read you the text. It was this kind of nonchalant. You can tell he didn't really know uh, baseball stuff that much. Um, he, he doesn't. He's a football player. At, hey, uh, man, that Japanese guy is a good wood swinger. Yeah, he says, so this Shohei Otani guy is insane. That's all he said. Yeah. Um, and he's not really a baseball guy. He's more of a, he's more of a uh, football guy. He played football at Georgia uh, back in the day. Okay. But yeah, anyways, <clears throat> this right now, it, it it's hard to tell if this is an anomaly season where everything's just going right for him because we've seen him be hurt before. Uh, and it, that's a lot of wear and tear on your body to have to do both of those things. Um, he's on pace right now for an 11.7 wins above replacement per 162 games, right? Uh, so what he will likely end up with is something like uh, an 8 to 9 wins above replacement if he if he continues to play at the same rate he's playing at as now, a hitter or total total okay right uh if if he if he is able to stay in the rotation and pitch deeper in ball games and uh and win some more games and get another 12 13 14 starts he might go 10 he might go higher right but we'll see i mean that hasn't been his rate so far because they've been really protective with him no one's ever done anything like this before since 1919, Babe Ruth. Yeah. He did it one time. It was before that, like they made alcohol illegal. Yeah, That's how it was. It, de- it was the dead ball, or right after the dead ball era. Yeah. Um, uh, the the Yankees saw this guy hitting, uh, saw him pitching, you know, and they were like, you know what? Let's lobby the league. Let's get rid of this dead ball. Let's pay a hundred thousand dollars, which I don't know what that would equate to in modern money. Uh, to the Red Sox to bring this guy over here and uh, let's see what happens. And it turns out it worked pretty well for him. I do um, know there was a, a newspaper headline about Babe Ruth at the time when he came over to the Yankees. And I believe the exact headline is no player will ever be paid more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they were probably wrong about that one. So let's look at uh, Babe Ruth's offensive numbers in 1919 this year. Um, 130 games played. He had 130 runs scored, uh, hit 29 home runs, which at the time was quite a bit because he hit 54 and 59 the next two years. He set the record three years in a row, basically. 29. Um, so when he hit 54, when he started getting into the 50s, he was out homering the entire league. Correct, yeah. Uh, 29 would have put him about on on par with several teams combined. Probably, yeah. I would say so. Um <clears throat> Uh, he had a 456 on base percentage that year, which is fucking nasty. But he had five or six seasons where he had an, a 50 or a, a over 500 on base percentage, uh, which is, I mean, it's insane. He had 322 that year, which is uh, comparatively low for him, to be honest. Uh, that that's just the pitching, or I'm sorry, that's just the uh, 
that's just the hitting uh, his pitching in that season. Let me grab it right quick. Uh, be it is, it'll become relevant here in a minute. Quick um, on fan graphs. Uh, yeah, 1919, he threw 133 innings. And this, he had been uh, primarily a pitcher that also hit before that. And then he started to transition into a hitter who also pitched. Yeah. This 1919 season, he was 9-5, 297 ERA. Um, he had uh, 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 pitched 133 innings. Didn't strike out a lot of people because that wasn't really a thing back Pe- then. People went out of their way to not strike out. Yeah. Like to the point he, where they would rather happily ground back to the pitcher meekly in 1919 right. than to strike out. Like it was... Right. It was uh, a great dishonor to strike out yeah. back then. And that was uh, kind of his – that was his last big year as a pitcher. He never pitched more than one game in a season after that, right. uh, I don't think. Or he may have thrown two, but I think it was yeah. – I think he only pitched three or four more games in his entire career after that season. Yeah, I think the, so, I think the Yankees might have let him do it as like a fun little thing. Because like look right. at these years, 20, 21, and they didn't pitch for nine years, and they let him pitch a game in 1930. Well, 1930, I think, was when he came back with the uh, Boston Braves, right? No, it was and the Yankees. That was when, still oh, the, that Yankees. Was the Yankees as well? Yeah, 30 and 33, he pitched. He also pitched a game each. Oh, and by the way, both those games, complete games. Of course, yeah, because there were no such, there was only like six pitchers on the entire roster back then. Yeah. Um, I, we spent this, this entire time talking about Otani so far. But, uh, I mean, just looking at his stats versus Beirut, obviously we're playing two different ball games right now. There's a higher premium on home runs is a higher premium on strikeouts as a pitcher. So those numbers aren't going to look the same, but uh, if you look inside, there's a good 538 article on this comparing their two seasons and comparing a guy named bullet Rogan, uh, who was also a two-way player back in the twenties and thirties and his, uh, his combined wins above replacement per 162 uh, games. One year he had a fucking uh, combined wins above replacement of 14.9 per 162 games. That was the 1925 season. Um, but you know he that was in uh, the Negro League, so it's hard to tell what the competition was like. But either way, we're talking about three people: uh, Bullet Rogan, the one that no one's heard of because he played in the Negro Leagues back in the twenties. But we're talking about three people in the history of the sport that have been able to do this in any kind of meaningful way, and you're seeing it in front of your fucking face right now. So if you're not watching Otani pitch and hit every single chance you get, you are literally missing. This is like missing the moon landing. Yeah, is how rare this shit is. It is. Uh, we, we don't know if we'll ever see it again in our lifetime. We don't know if we'll see it even from him next year. So if you're not watching him play right now, you really are doing yourself a disservice. You're not a you. You can call yeah. You can call yourself a basketball fan or a football fan or whatever. You're not a sports fan mm. if you're not paying attention to that. Right. Like it's, and it's uh, he's also uh, from what we can tell uh, a, a very polite and affable and nice dude that isn't I mean, you can imagine somebody being that great at everything they do yeah would you know be like fucking i'm gonna do whatever the fuck i want right, the right. other areas of my life as well it turns out he's not like that so this is uh you know even more reason for san marcos the city of austin and san antonio all three of those cities to come together and spend whatever money they need to to get that baseball team moved out of Anaheim because it doesn't belong. Well, it's not in Anaheim, I guess, technically, but uh, get to get that team moved out of the L.A. area and here. Who is it? Uh, Artie Moreno? Yeah. Is he the owner? Yeah, yeah I think so. Artie, get the fuck out of there. I mean, just get that there. shit out of here. No one cares. I'm sure he likes L.A. You can still live in L.A. or live in wherever, Orange County. Who cares? Just get the Angels the fuck out of there. For the uh, yeah, man. I mean, 
it's such a waste. You have to, you have the best hitter that I've personally ever seen. I've been watching, I've been going to live baseball games, watching and playing baseball uh, for, let's see, 35 years now. And I've never seen anyone even close to this guy. I've seen, um, I've seen Griffey hit in person. I've seen Barry Bonds hit in person. Uh, I've seen uh, Mark McGuire, Sosa, those guys, but they were home run guys, but all around hitters. I've seen, I've seen Bonds and Griffey quite a bit and uh, they were great. There's no question about it. I've never seen anybody like Mike Trout. I've never seen the only, the only person, the only thing I've ever seen like Mike Trout was that two or three year run when Bonds was super juiced up where he never swung at anything outside of the strike zone. He would get one pitch per game and just crank it the fuck out every, almost every single time. But Mike Trout does that year after year after year, and nobody fucking sees it. I would like, I would think that I kind of like Pujols as a better comp, prime Pujols as a better comp to Mike Trout in terms of Mm -hmm. being like total completeness, where it's like, wow, this guy is uh, not just fucking terrifying, but he's clearly the smartest player on the field. And, right, but uh, Pujols never had the the. Uh, he's a Gold Glover, and a he's, he's not Gold Glover. Yeah, but he played first Gold Glove at first base and Gold Glove in center field or or right field. Is a, there's a big difference there? I mean, the goal, first base is not a premium defensive position. I don't think. I think it gets underrated as a premium defensive position when you take into account uh, how many outs you save from uh, scoops and snags and shit mm-hmm. like that. How many outs you steal? I guess you could say it's a little bit like. Uh, a catcher stealing strikes. I, right. It's not. It, you're right. It's not center field or shortstop. But I think it. I think it's. I think it's deeply underrated as a as a defensive position. I would. I would rather have a first baseman who can st- who can steal outs like that than a than a, a great left fielder or even I would take a mediocre right fielder and a first baseman who I know is going to catch ninety nine percent of the shit thrown to him than right. That that'd be that's me anyway. Like fucking yeah, for sure. fucking yeah. outfield arm where you might get twenty outfield assists a year. I mean how, that's how many, a uh, twenty outfield assists is like uh I think the record is like for modern era, isn't it like twenty six or something like that? Yeah. And and even if I guess you could say the arm prevents running as well. Mm. But honestly, how many throws to first base are there a game? Cat the, Well, it depends when, on the pitcher, right? I mean if yeah, he's got right. a high fly ball rate. But yeah, Re- it's, receiving it's, ability. It's definitely, Receiving it's ability at first base is deeply underrated. Yeah, it is, and it's it's a it's certainly a meaningful thing. Um, something that the Braves have had for quite a while now with uh, with Freddie Freeman. He's uh, we've talked about it before, but he's an underrated first baseman. And I was ho- speaking of the Braves, I was hoping uh, there were a lot of rumors about a month ago that they were going to go out and try to find somebody to replace uh, Marcelo Zuna, who's busy beating the shit out of his wife's or girlfriend somewhere. I don't know what he's doing. Uh, there are a lot of talks about this next guy, Kyle Schwarber, who is, uh, this is a guy that's had some bad luck through his career. He's had a couple of injuries that have limited his seasons, but every time he's put a full season uh, uh, in the stat book, he is fucking crushed it. Now he's never been a huge rate stat guy. He's, he's a 250 hitter. Uh, if, if I'm being honest, but he's going to crank you 30 to 40 home runs every single season. So was, that, if he gets a full a good, season, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and he gets super hot too, and we're seeing it right now. He, I don't know what he did the last game, but before the last game, he had hit uh, 15 home runs in the last 18 games or Six, some shit like that. 16 home runs in 18 games, including th- two games with three homers each, and I think one of them was at least one of them was a walk off. I mean, he is the type of guy when when he gets hot, you get the fuck out of his way or you yeah. pitch around him. <clears throat> yeah, 
Uh, he, I was really hoping that uh, the Braves would go after him. There's also rumors that the Braves were going to uh, go after Scherzer and have him for a rental this year. But honestly, I think at this point in the season, uh, or with the Braves' performance so far, with all the stuff going on, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. But I really, this is how dumb the economics of baseball are. The Nationals know that it would be that it would hurt their attendance this year if they got rid of those two guys, even though keeping them is going to fuck them over for the next five years. Like they, Kyle Schwarber has his max value right now. They could get a couple of great players and probably some draft picks as well, trading him to the Braves, especially if you traded him alongside um, uh, Mac, a guy like Max Scherzer. If you trade right? peak Kyle Schwarber right now and Max Scherzer, you're looking at two top 10 prospects out of the farm. Yeah, for sure. And uh, maybe even... Uh, well, uh, more than that, casual. but I mean, those are the yeah, headlines. Yeah. Is, is yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's the economics of baseball. The the Nationals know that if they do that, then their attendance is going to fall this year. So it's just myopic, it's short sighted. I, I I never understand it. I don't understand that, and I don't understand the pressure for teams like the Cubs, for example, to hold on to people like Chris Bryant right now. He's probably not going to resign there, but because they're having some modicum of success this year, then. You well, have they, to they've be, cre- I think I think their season is crested. The Cubs. Yeah, they're yeah, the dude, Milwaukee. Well, even if it even if it hasn't, even if they win the Central and come back and win the Central, they're not winning the fucking World Series. So I is winning the Central that big a deal? Yeah, I, I actually can't agree with that at all because once you're in the tournament, you never fucking know. In that, dude, it's baseball's ba- it's baseball and NHL. All you gotta do is I, get it. I got it. I got it. But there are there are certain metrics in Major League Baseball that say whether or not a team has any real chance, whether they luck their way in. We saw it with the Marlins last year, and we're going to see it with the Cubs this year. I don't give a fuck well, the, if Those they win. stats do not apply to the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's fucking, true. That's fucking that is true. true. There's, one, there's always one. But you're talking about Kyle Hendricks, right, and uh, Zach Davies and Jake Arrieta, all of whom are Washed. Not, not, not even that they're uh, old. I mean, Arietta's kind of old. Kyle Hendricks is getting up there. But uh, uh, what's his nuts? Uh, Davies is only 28, but they have seen their last good years probably. Now, maybe they come back and have a great playoffs and win. You have three guys that have some experience that can do stuff like that. I mean, especially um, Arietta, he's had some really good playoff uh, runs before. Um, he, he's, uh, uh, and uh, Kyle Hendricks has also got quite a bit of playoff experience. Not quite as good. I mean, he's got like a four-three ERA in in the playoffs, and he's two and four. But he's been there, right? And that means something. So maybe you could see in some world that that is the case. But we know what wins in the playoffs. It is power pitching. That's what wins in the playoffs. Yeah, everyone Every needs to again, amend that. By the way, <laughs> is people for the longest time pitching wins, mm, not pitching. It's no power. Tom Glavin didn't really fucking win anybody any World Series, did he? I mean, he well, had a, he, he had he, a good run one he, year. He was the World the Series part. MVP, but it, yeah. it, it always turned out. I mean, maybe it was always the Braves bullpen really with that, but it always felt like because they didn't overpower hitters. Didn't it, didn't it always feel like the hitters against the Braves? Like even if Maddox and Glavin pitched a good game, obviously we can't include Smoltz because he was a power pitcher. But if, if they right. pitch a good game, the, it somehow the hitters were were still they weren't exhausted when they got to the bullpen. Do you know what I mean? They weren't like. Uh, yeah, that's. I, I don't know how you would care. Well, I think it's um, hits come at a premium in the playoffs more so than any other time in the same way that the NBA uh, there's less possessions and less points typically in a, in a playoff game in the NBA because people play harder defense 
Um, if you're one of those guys that doesn't have the physical power, or if you're one of those guys that doesn't have the fucking high velocity fastball and you're having to nitpick like around the plate, like Tom Glavin had to do, all I've got to do is be patient at that point. Right. Yeah. Uh, maybe you strike me out on a good pitch. Maybe you don't, but I know that regardless of what happens, I can probably take a couple of pitches and still make contact on two strikes. You're not a big strikeout guy. And the ability to take a full swing uh, on, on, on four pitches in a, in a five pitch at bat means a lot in the playoffs yeah. to be the ability to take three, four pitches in a row without worrying about being strike struck out means a lot in the playoffs. And I think that's why those guys never do that. And we're not talking about three huge strikeout guys. Kyle Hendricks has uh, never really been one, but uh, uh, Jake Arrieta's uh, high strikeout days are long gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're not coming back anytime soon. I just don't, there's no fucking way this team with, uh, with Adbert Alzole, whatever that yeah, is. I mean, yeah, the Cubs are done. I mean, I, I don't blame them for not selling early because they were high up in the division and uh, leading it for a little while. But I think they clearly don't have anything left in the tank at this point. And you know what? They've got a month. They've got they a month. do, yeah. I mean, if I'm the Cubs right now, I'm looking for anybody to take uh, uh, Chris Bryant and Craig Kimbrell. Yeah. Like, but, why the but hell you know would what? you not? Also, why sell when teams aren't desperate? Uh, yeah, I mean, you could wait it out, I'm sure. But the, I, is the, the, here's the question, though. You're going to get more offers right now because less teams have made their moves. Mm-hmm. And is there a world in where the value for Kimbrell and Bryant go up? Like yes. nobody doubts these guys' talent. Kimbrell is the best uh, closer baseball well, this it's, year. Well, it's hey man, I'm I'm in I'm just finished being in the Austin real estate market almost. Yeah, yeah, right. The square footage doesn't change. Yeah, what changes? No, it doesn't more people I mean, want it? Correct. There there are uh, a lot of teams, the Braves especially, who would uh, the difference between having for, forget about Bryant, just Craig Kimbrell. Uh, the difference in having him on their team and not having him on their team is probably. Forget about wins above replacement. It's probably 15 more wins yes. that they're going to get over the course of yeah. the season. I don't give a shit By, about war for a closer. No. For, for a lot of reasons. One of them is that now nine is off the books and you're just worried about six, seven, and eight, right? Yep. That's a whole different fucking strategy yep. right there because guys at the plate don't approach six, seven, and eight the same way. And when they start to, we've seen this before, when they start to, it turns into like the 96 Yankees with John Wetland and Mariano Rivera and people are like, fuck. We have to get this done now, and there's pressure on them, and they panic, and they make mistakes. Yep. All that shit plays into your favor. Or the 14, I, 14 15 Royals. Those Royals had yeah. no business winning two pennants in a World Series. No, definitely not, no. Uh, but, Chris, uh, yeah, I, I look, the best thing the Braves could do right now, considering how young their team is on the field right now, the best thing they could do is get rid of some of their young guys in the farm system for two veterans like that and then go on a five- to six-year run. That's And, and it would be worth – if they if they emptied out their entire farm system just for those two guys, it would probably be worth it, in my opinion. Yeah, the team's still a goddamn farm system with Albies and yeah. Acuna and Riley. I mean, like you have a fucking ba- and the whole fucking pitching staff. Assume, assuming Mike Soroka isn't dead. Uh, yeah, I mean next year if everybody's back healthy, that pitching staff and you have Kimbrell and then you've got uh, uh, Chris Bryant in left field, or you're you're moving him and Riley back and forth between left and third, or however you want to do it. That is. That to me, that is the odds on favorite to win the World Series every single year with that team on the field. Yeah, I fully agree. And Bryant and Freeman are boys. Got to resign Freeman, though. He's a free agent after the year, and they haven't even Uh, talked about it. He's not going anywhere. That guy's not going anywhere. I fucking hope so. Uh, Speaking of going to place, let's talk about going into the parking lot of a stadium. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if you saw this story at all, but Josh Donaldson and the White Sox are fucking beefing, specifically Donaldson and Lucas Giolito. 
who he was the Cy Young winner last year, right? I believe. Mm. Uh, Donaldson, uh, after he hit a two-run homer off Giolito the other day, crossed home plate. And this is Donaldson, for those who don't remember, was very big on the pitchers are cheating shit with this spider tack and stuff. He said right. he had a list. Do you know what I mean? He, he was going to release the Kraken, so as it would be, uh, with fucking, like, who, his list of cheaters and proof that he and everything like that. He never did, because I guess MLB cracked down, so he didn't need to. But anyway. Yeah, that, well, that was like when, uh, remember when Trump was like, tune in in three weeks, we've got a huge announcement. And their huge announcement was that they were going to pay $3 million for evidence that Obama was from Nigeria or whatever. Like, that's not an announcement, asshole. <laughs> uh, anyways, I, Josh Donaldson's always trying to start shit with people, too, by the way. He is. So that's John, that is the nature of Josh Donaldson. Mm. He is a good heel. And he, yeah, he, he actually literally looks like a WWE heel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with the hair. And like everything. if he walked into a ring with jorts and you didn't watch baseball, you would be like, oh, there's a new wrestler. Like where, this guy came out of nowhere. Like you wouldn't know. You would not yeah. know the difference at all. Uh, so anyway, he had a two-run bomb off Giolito. Donaldson crosses home plate, rubs his hands, turns back to his dugout and goes, oh, look, it's not sticky anymore or something to that uh -huh. effect. Like, oh, it's not sticky. Like making fun of him. Giolito <laughs> was pissed because he got showed up, whatever, uh -huh. fucking unwritten rules. And uh, Giolito responded after the game calling Donaldson a pest, which is true, but whatever, a fun pest, I think. Mm. Uh, and classless saying, and then said, this is a great, I love this comeback. Said it didn't matter because Giolito and the Sox got the W. I think he said that W is next to my name, so I don't care. And then mm -hmm. he added, and the Twins are in last place, so who cares? Again, mm -hmm. valid comeback. It's a fair point, yeah. Yeah. In response, uh, Donaldson cited uh, Giolito's drop in spin rate since the MLB mm -hmm. started cracking down. Also a fair rebuttal. Yeah. Uh, nice little Especially his curveball. His curveball is down like 400, 500 uh, points on a RPM spin rate. Yeah, on a, on a uh, yeah, RPM on a spin rate that is uh, what at, at the 20, I think it was at the 2500 level. I didn't check the numbers because I don't yeah, fully so that's understand. Like 20, those, it's yeah. like a 20% drop, basically, yeah. which is a lot. That's a, that's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, so then, hearing all this back and forth, uh, Don, Donaldson said that he uh, spotted Giolito going to his car in the parking lot and decided to walk outside the stadium and decided to walk over. And he was like, hey, hey. Say it to my face that we're in last place or whatever the fuck, right? And uh, and the reporters were like, oh, well, what'd he say, Josh? And, mm -hmm. and Donaldson said he didn't really have much to say. He said he thought it was annoying, and I said, so what? I'm on the op opposing team. Why do you care about me? I said, I'm in your face. I'm telling you what I think. What do you got to say about that? And apparently Giolito didn't have any response. What do you what do you do? I, although I feel like you're more of the Josh Donaldson in this situation than the Lucas Giolito, typically. I don't really talk shit to people like that. Uh, I, I never have. I played sports my whole life. When I won, I just won. I didn't. What's the point of uh, What's the point of dancing on somebody's grave after you won? Let them do the talking, right? I'll do I'll do the winning. You can do the talking. Uh, Donaldson's done both over his career. To be fair, I mean he's um, MVP. He's been an MVP. He's uh, uh, he's he's done quite a bit, quite a bit more than Giolito has so far. But Giolito is going to be. I mean, he's got lots of years ahead of him. So, not not to take any, anything away from him, but I do think it's funny. I mean, it's good for the game. Everybody keeps talking this is, about this is the best. Uh, aside from, like this is as important for the game as Otani. Yeah, for sure it is, and everybody's everybody's finally seeing it now in golf in a in a in a 
an arena where you don't expect anybody to be talking shit to each other and it's starting to happen. And even golf fans are like, oh, you know what? This is actually pretty goddamn entertaining to hear Bryce and uh, DeChambeau and fucking this other dude uh, 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 shit talking. Because one of the guys is good at talking shit and the other guy is like his older brother and he's just like, God, would you just shut the fuck <laughs> up already? It's so everybody it's what it allows you to do a couple of things one is uh root for and against the people you like and don't like and the other one is the conflict that's happening everybody identifies with it everybody's been in that position uh that giolito is in where you get lit up and then fucking some dude talks shit to you everybody's been in that situation where you feel like uh some bad shit's been going on and all of a sudden it's not going on and now you see a victory and you're like see check that out right everybody's been in both of these places so everybody can identify one side or the other Sports is about entertainment. It's also about uh, uh, putting these, uh, uh, all these events happen in this vacuum that can be uh, morphed onto daily life. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's, it's people, when people identify with stuff like that, it's just way better. I think it's great. I, it's hilarious. And I think Donaldson has historically been one of those guys. He's not a dirty player by any stretch of the imagination. He doesn't try to injure anybody. He doesn't do any stupid shit. He's not Manny Machado or Chase Utley or any of those pieces of shit. He's Chris Paul. Uh, yeah, he's Chris Paul. He's he's he'll talk shit to you and you until you come up and try to hit him. Yes. Right. Uh, and then he tries to claim the moral high ground. Now that's kind of shady, but I don't know. You're an MVP. You do what you want, right? Right. So yeah, uh, I think it's I think it's pretty goddamn funny. I think it's good for baseball. I, I love these things. I. It's just too bad that the Twins sucked this year. If they were in a pennant race and this was happening, holy shit, this would be amazing. Well, I mean, they were supposed to be. Yeah. The, sure, this, yeah. It, this is actually, the Twins are probably the biggest choke job of the 2021 season so far. They, they uh, were, Without question, yeah. All right, we got to get the advertiser real quick. Just, uh, you know, got to talk about it a little bit uh, because we love our advertisers and they pay for this. And, uh, well, what the hell? We wouldn't be here if they weren't paying for us. And our favorite one is MyBookie. That's where we bet all our baseball shit, all our basketball shit, all our everything shit. MyBookie is the absolute best. Your favorite athletes are always striving to put themselves in a winning position, and it's about time that you do too with MyBookie. At MyBookie.com, you're set for victory with a host of great odds and prop bets to fill all your sports betting needs anytime, anywhere. Bet NBA and NHL playoffs, daily MLB games. I love MLB prop bets personally, by the way, and all the best in combat sports as well, MMA and otherwise. If you've been waiting for the right time, that time is now, so make your winning move today. Sign up and use promo code DRINKINBROS. Drinking Bros, Drinking Bros, I think you know what that is spelled like and everything else, and receive up to a $1,000 bonus along with your first deposit at mybookie.com. Again, that's promo code Drinking Bros. Claim your bonus today. Experience sports in a whole new light and have a chance at some serious cash along the way. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie.com. Kill Cliff, Kill Cliff CBD, the Flaming Joe CBD is back in stock. And check out the new commemorative cans uh, for the Flaming Joe CBD. That's at killcliff.com. Live your life full of flavor. If you didn't know about Killcliff, it was cre created by a Navy SEAL. Um, they're great recovery drinks. Like the, I, Essentially, this Navy SEAL just put everything you would ever want in a CBD or an energy drink. They do both, but we're promoting mostly CBD here today. Um, it, it is just one of the best sort of like full body, full... <laughs> full life uh, drinks you could possibly have. Like it makes you feel good, not just with energy or relaxation, whichever you um, are going after, whether it's the CBD or the Ignite, which is the energy. But I mean, like Kill Cliff tastes good, makes you feel good. It does everything you want. And the CBD in particular, 
uh, is a great option if you want to just chill out and and drink a drink a nice uh, flavorful drink. We like to uh, have the Flaming Joe also with like a little bit of tequila, maybe uh, as a sort of uh, what we'd call in Texas a ranch water. It's uh, it's a uh, spicy pineapple drink. Uh, it's really good, really good with tequila, really good alone. Whatever you want to do, but um, the CBD products are are awesome. We love all of them, the Flaming Joe included. The new Flaming Joe CBD uh, is their most popular flavor across all their drinks, and it's in stock again. It goes out of stock a lot, obviously, because it's really good. It's Joe Rogan's drink. Of course, it's going to go out of stock a lot. But right now, Killcliffe is running 30% off on all of the CBD flavors. That includes the Flaming Joe. Also, the Mango Tango, the Orange Kush, the Goat. That's the greatest of all time, the Strawberry Days, which is my favorite. That's like a... Uh, strawberry lemonade situation, which I really like. And then you can get a variety pack also if you can't, you know, choose. And uh, I wouldn't blame you because I really like strawberry day is my favorite. But if I had to choose uh, like a top three, I guess I would go Flaming Joe, Goat, and Strawberry Dates. I like those a lot. Orange and mango, also really good, but I'm not um, as into orange flavors as the recipe. But I mean, you know, obviously everybody's different. Subjective is taste, whatever the fuck. Uh, for a limited time only, the promo code Drinking Bros. We'll get you 30% off. Yes, that is right. Go to KillCliff.com and use promo code DRINKINGBROS and you'll get 30% off all drinks and apparel all month long if you want a t-shirt or something like that too. Uh, and like I said, they have energy drinks as well. The Flamin' Joe is there uh, for an energy drink. The Ignite, it's it's a it's a great energy drink. I, it's my favorite energy drink for um, when you're hungover. Like if you drink a Red Bull when you're hungover, you just be jittery and it all sucks and it's terrible. But the... Uh, this, the um, Killcliff, they don't have any of the crappy stuff that a normal energy drink has. There's no sugar, only 20 calories per can, B vitamins, electrolytes, which obviously you want when you're hungover, uh, and it's naturally flavored. Killcliff is the best. Go to killcliff.com uh, slash drinking bros, 30% off. Again, killcliff.com slash drinking bros. Use the promo code drinking bros. That is K-I-L-L-C-L-I-F-F.com and use the promo code Drinking Bros and take advantage of this 30% off offer. Get it. We drink it. We chug it in this office. It is incredible. Get it ASAP. Next up, we got Ghostbed. What, what do I need to say about Ghostbed? Is there a, like, do we even need a read for Ghostbed at this point? What do you, what do you want to know? 30% off. Ghostbed.com forward slash Drinking Bros. They get, you get discounts if you're first responder, military, whatever. Ghostbed is the best. Most comfortable mattress in the world. Cooling technology. Their pillows are cooling. They'll give you extra stuffing to stuff it up, or you can take stuffing out of it, depending on how you like your pillows. Ghostbed has been advertising with Dream Rose for like six years, some shit like that. They are the best company in the world. You have an adjustable base if you want to live like a, like a, I, I don't know if it's a king or like an elderly person, either one really in terms of uh, what you think an adjustable base makes you. It's really both kind of. Um, Ghostbed.com has everything. And, and by the way, you can get bundles. You can get bundle discounts with the pillows and the, the adjustable bases and, and the bed frames and the mattress itself. I, there's just nothing that's not great about Ghostbed. Ghostbed is the best mattress company you can possibly buy from. That is why we've uh, they have advertised with us for so long. That's why we have stayed with them for so long. They are the absolute, positively best mattress company in the world. We love them. 30% off. Ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros.
they they had all the pieces as far as I could fucking tell. And they mm-hmm. haven't uh, – the White Sox have been far more beset by injuries than the Twins have. The White sure. Sox I mean, the White Sox lost, lost one of their best hitters before the season even got started. So yeah, Robert and the, Luis Robert and there's another. I mean, they lost two of their best hitters, mm. before, and they're still in first in control of the division, basically. Yeah, their shortstop was out for a while too, uh, or has been twice actually. I think he's missed two weeks on two separate occasions. Uh, Tim Anderson, I think his name is, but yes, yeah, yeah. 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 Anyways, um, it, it's funny. It's funny. I, I, I don't it. care about any of this, I love but it. it's you know, it it, is, it does make me. Uh, it does make me wanna. For here, here's the when people when it's easy to say this is good for the game because it creates excitement. Here's a practical example of how it creates excitement. The next time these two teams play, I'm gonna be fucking watching that game for sure, right? Because I want to see what happens. I want to see if Josh Donaldson hits a home run. I want to see if he gets hit in the head. I want to see if there's a benches clearing brawl. I want to see all of that. Hell yeah! So I'm gonna be tuned in for that, and so will any other baseball fan. You know yeah. what I mean? And then you'll and then and then non baseball fan. It's kind of the NBA effect, I think. The NBA was obviously popular long before social media. Um, yeah. But like the social media st- stuff helped the NBA so much. And this is a type of social media uh, uh, fodder that will help the MLB more. Right. Like mm. you post a clip of the fight and then, you know, it's a thread where you're explaining what or a caption where you're explaining the history and people are just into it. And then you hear, you know, like you just pay, you're just going to pay attention more. And, it, and it, yeah, I, I fucking love it. Donaldson, you need more dudes like Donaldson, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I hate in the NBA when dudes are, like, uh, f- like where everyone's too friends, like, too friendly with each other. I fucking loved Pat Beverly shoving Chris Paul in the back. Mm-hmm. Love it. You want to see that, right? <laughs> you don't want to see them, like, literally injure each other where they right. can't play or anything. But, yeah, you want to see that type of shit. You want dust-ups constantly. Um, 100%, yeah. So, there's, anyway... Uh, Next up, we got something you don't want to see pretty much ever. Uh, well, let's do we have sponsors on this episode or not? Nah, I don't even know. Uh, I was going to handle or that. Or just an extra one. I was going to handle that. Are you going to do it after? That's yeah, fine. Yeah. Just so you know, I'm drinking Kill Cliff. We love Kill Cliff. I, I think they might be on this episode. But yeah, if we yeah. just. They're on every episode. Yeah. But yeah, it's. Yeah, anyways, yeah, this is one you definitely don't want to see. Um, Trevor Bauer and all of his shit. He's. Uh, He's been accused of physically and sexu- sexually assaulting a 27-year-old woman with uh, with whom he had two at least two sexual encounters. Now, he says it was consensual. See, she obviously tells a different story. Uh, well, um, she does say it began consensually. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, some of the things, and we, we talked about this offline before, some of the stuff she's saying seems so specific that maybe it's true, but you never know, right? People are crazy and make up shit all the time. But some, the fucking stuff she's saying is, hyper specific it's 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 fucking crazy it's the type of thing you can only hear it and be like i have no other choice but to take this seriously yeah i mean it's i i don't know if it's uh if there's something that happens with these famous people and athletes where they uh just maybe it's ego they think they can get away with anything they want and i'm again i'm not saying he's guilty of anything i'm just saying in general you see stuff like this happen uh right because i mean how, how insane does like the bill cosby stuff sound yeah, Could you exactly, ever yeah. possibly have imagined Bill Cosby doing that? Yeah, yeah. So here's what she, she's uh, the pair started talking after someone slid into someone else's DMs. Uh, I don't think we know who yet, but she lives in San Diego, drove up to LA to meet him. That's not uncommon. I mean, shit, if I was uh, a single uh, a Cy, reigning Cy Young Award winner in uh, in Los Angeles, I would be on Tinder every day trying to bang whores. You know what I mean? That would I just mean, be, dude, what, what else would you do? Right? I, I have never won a Cy Young. I have uh, driven up to Dallas to, uh, 
get with chicks before from Austin, and that's a longer <laughs> drive, I think. Than yeah, yeah, it's definitely longer than San Diego. Yeah, so um, Bauer has been accused by this woman of punching her in the face, choking her un- until she was unconscious or near unconscious, having anal sex with her while she was unconscious from the choking. Uh, and then the list goes on and on. I think also punching her in the vagina. Punching her in the butt, the on vagina. The in the butt. Actually, he said, he was like, no, I didn't punch her in the face. When she was unconscious, I just punched her in her ass a couple times, which sounds to me like... Like to try to wake her up? Is that how you do uh, that? Dude, I've been waking my girlfriend up the wrong way for years. Yeah, right. So I'm going to turn off the Alexa alarm. So I'm going to wake my wife up now. Uh, dude, I mean, it, the, I don't want to like just go down a laundry list of like snuff film allegations here. Like you can read the story on the athletic. It's a lot. Like he choked her out unconscious with her own hair. Apparently. Yeah. At one and point, she's got a lot. She, she also gave police a ton of pictures of her face all fucked up and bruised and swollen and then re- records of hospital visits. So that's two but, things that are, that are big to me. And so we were taught, we were talking this off the line. We we're like, man, this story's so specific how could it be wrong and then we talked about two instances where someone gave specific accounts like hyper specific accounts where they were lying all the way through which was the virginia rape case from rolling stone mm-hmm. and the uh you, the lacrosse player the from, duke lacrosse thing yeah the, the duke lacrosse stripper Same or whatever yeah. um i don't think i don't know about the duke lacrosse i don't remember but i know that the the uva story she never went to the police this woman went to the police well before this came out right and took pictures and went to the hospital well before this came out it seems to be she also didn't try from at least to my knowledge she didn't try to file a civil suit first and then pursue criminal charges afterwards so right you know that what what we're seeing is uh none of the hallmarks of an obvious lie so far now that doesn't mean any of it's true uh it doesn't mean it's not either it just means that so far in this process she's done things in a way that has been consistent with somebody who has actually been abused. Now that doesn't account for these type of people who uh, have had fucked up relationships with men and particularly their fathers or male relatives when they're younger and seek out different types of stuff like that as adults and then feel bad about it. And then, you know, try to make a scene about it afterwards. That's a real thing. We see that happen in the public sphere all the time. People getting accused of stupid shit. Uh, But it, I don't really care if it's true or not, frankly. I mean, if he's if it's true and he's doing this stuff against her will, then he needs to be held accountable for it for sure. I just don't I don't care about Trevor Bauer or any of this stuff. I'm just saying this is pretty fucked up, and uh, it is always important to wait and see what the actual reality of the case is. And that's what the Dodgers are doing apparently. And so is major league baseball because he's still scheduled to make his normal start on Sunday in yeah. DC this, this weekend. Yeah. So they are looking into it. Bowers camp has denied everything. Not denied. Like they, they've said like it was a consensual sexual relationship and so on and so forth. She also right. has <clears throat> like a ton of uh, text messages between the two in relation to the events that, happened uh right. allegedly uh bowers camp says that she only shared selected stuff with the i think pasadena police um okay. however it, you would think that the pasadena police would be like uh okay well you showed us that can we see the rest right yeah or they would ask him for the obviously if uh if he's telling the truth and there's she's only posting like if if i don't, I don't know what the conversation might look like but uh if she if she texts 
hey, I want you to punch me in my butthole. And he goes, yeah, I'd love to punch you in your fucking butthole while you're unconscious or whatever. And she only shows the second text. It looks a little nefarious from his perspective. Right. But you would think it's this has been going on for about a week now. So yes. they've had plenty of time to read all these text messages. And he hasn't been arrested or arraigned or charged or anything yet. Major League Baseball has not even put him on temporary suspension, which they – when, when Marcelo Zuna got arrested for smacking his wife around, he was on. He was suspended the next. No, day. he wasn't. Right, he's still not suspended. Oh, no, he's on the injured list. That's yeah, right. But that's, they, so they, they got they up. got let off the hook with Marcelo Zuna. They don't right, yeah, they don't yeah. have to suspend Marcelo Zuna right. yet. Right. Yeah. But he. I mean, he would have. He certainly would have been. Right. So I. It, it seems like. Well, that's because that, with Ozuna, for people who don't know, the cops came while he was hitting his wife, choking, choking yeah. his wife. So they yeah. have like there's presumably literal body cam footage of it. Whereas there is not, there is only um, aftermath, the a- after effects of whatever uh, Bauer allegedly did. I, I, I mean, look, yeah, I, I it's, it's, oh, this, this shit's always so fucking awful and tough because you obviously can't open the Pandora's box of any time there's accusations. You come down hard and say you can't, you, you have, you are suspended or whatever until these accusations are proven false. Right. I mean, it's look, but I, I don't know how I don't know how you handle that, to be honest, as the league. I don't know how I would handle it because you are the, the U.S. criminal justice system operates uh, around one principle above all others. And that is, uh, well, I guess two due process and then the presumption of innocence. Right. But if you're a professional sports league, you don't have it's based on your collective bargaining agreement. If there's nothing in there that says you have to be considered, they can ban you for whatever the fuck they want. Uh, there is actually, right? Brandon McCarthy tweeted about this the uh, maybe last night. Let me look it up real quick. He he said it's in the collective uh, bargaining agreement. Graham McCarthy, for those who don't know, former Major League Baseball pitcher and a uh, a, a very a very good Twitter follower. Uh, mm. Follow uh, McCarthy said in he was quote tweeting another tweet. Uh, that said, MLB, MLBPA, this is the, the tweet he quoted, joint domestic pol- uh, domestic violence, violence policy does allow commissioner to place a player on administrative leave for up to seven days while all- allegations are investigated. Union can appeal if the leave needs to be extended longer than that. And then McCarthy says, above that tweet, which was from Chelsea Janes, uh, who is a sports reporter mm. for the Washington Post, uh, McCarthy says above that, the mechanism is sitting there, use it, sitting silently while inflicting emotional pain on a large part of your game's fan base is gross. So uh, he quoted this tweet, and essentially so there is a policy with the current um, agreement uh, where the commissioner can place a player on leave for seven days while allegations are investigated. Now, obviously, this is so big, and so there's so much inside of it. Like, there's so much so many allegations within this larger allegation right. that it would be difficult to do much in seven days, I would think. Um, so they can suspend him longer if they need to. But also then it goes back to like, well, what's the Pandora's box of suspending someone while you investigate? I, I don't know. It, it's obviously if he's guilty of this, I think blackballing him is fine. Um, well, he should be in jail if he's guilty of this, but you know, there, a blackballing situation is fine with me too as well on that. But like, before you get into everything, that's where it's like sticky and icky, and I don't know what the fuck to do about it. To be perfectly honest, yeah, I don't either, man. To be honest, I mean, it's it's it, 
it's there's always a delicate balance between trying to maintain that but maintain uh protecting everybody involved obviously if there's somebody that's under uh immediate duress then you want to get that person out of commission right if they're if they're an active threat to somebody but that's not the case here right uh, you wouldn't think so trevor bauer's not going to go drive down there and assault this woman again because <laughs> right all of this stuff happened under consensual circumstances, at least, even if the act itself was not consensual. So, it was it was uh, non consensual acts within uh, consensual sex, I guess you could say, or what was initiated as consensual sex. And also, they had two separate. This happened twice, so they had two separate encounters, right? Where it happened, and she went back, and it happened again. And now I'm not fucking saying that means anything one way or the other. It's just that's that is what happened. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, we'll see. I mean, obviously, they're not going to suspend him because uh, they haven't yet. I think they would have uh, by now a weekend. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. We'll also see what happens uh, with the continued crackdown on uh, the sticky substances. Just I'm, We're not going to get into this because we're going to go over the All-Star Game stuff, but <clears throat> the Major League batting average jumped uh, from, uh, uh, to 246 in June, uh, since that crackdown happened, the season average, uh, was the, before that was the lowest, uh, since it was 233 and two in 1968. Right. Uh, and 68, uh, was that the, was that the Bob uh, Gibson year? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. So, uh, uh, the best ERA of all time. Yeah. Even though it was 246 in June, it still only raised the season average to 239. Um, the season average is still at its lowest even after that, right? So the hitters batted 232 in April and 239 in May, uh, and then 246 in June. Um, Interesting. It's uh, it's obviously having an, an impact is Does, what I'm saying. I think so, weather keep, typically has an impact as well to an extent. Yeah, but we're talking about historically bad numbers. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we'll see what happens with all that. So now we're going to talk about the motherfucking all-star game. Just a quick rundown um, of the rosters, yeah. who you think should be there, who you think got snubbed. Is there anything? Oh, I'm sorry, by the way, I was totally wrong. Ozzy Albies did get fucked. Let's just get into this because uh, Nick Castellanos is in the outfield. I, I totally fucked this up. You know who beat out Ozzy Albies for the starter at mm -hmm. second base? Uh, a Pittsburgh Pirate by the name of Adam Frazier. Adam Frazier. Not familiar with that guy. I got to look this fucking up because I don't even know what type of year he's putting up because I don't follow the fucking Pirates at all because why would you? Yeah, uh, no one really does. He's having a good year. 2.5 war, 139 WRC plus. So, okay. Okay. I guess that's fine. And I assume the Pirate fans were kind of like, God, we need one. Well, yeah. I mean, usually you get a conciliatory pick, but they're not a starter. Yeah. So, um, Ozzy Albies, I, I would, he has a high... I would, go ahead. Sorry. Where does he bat in the lineup, this Adam Frazier? Right? He's got to be their leadoff hitter, right? Uh, he only has four home runs. If he's getting this amount of at-bats, he's, he's got 310 at-bats in only seven, 79 games, and he doesn't walk much, so he's got to be their leadoff hitter because he's on pace for like 700 plate appearances almost. Yeah. I mean, he, he I don't know if he – I guess he doesn't walk very much per se, but, he, I mean, he's a right around a 400 on base percentage, so he's getting on base uh, for them. Um, he – Clearly, he's a better hitter than Albies this year, 139 WRC+, plus, uh, but is playing uh, a fairly worse defense. He's mm. uh, a, a tick behind on war, which means Ozzy's making it up on the defensive end. Hmm. Uh, uh, wait, what's Ozzy's wins above replacement right now? 
Hmm. So this seems like a feel good story kind of pick. Maybe. I don't know. That's uh I never liked those. You know what I did like, though, was seeing Albies hit right-handed against a right-handed pitcher and hitting a home run the other day. I Just really enjoyed that because he shouldn't be hitting from – yeah, uh, Frazier is their leadoff guy, by the way. Okay. Uh, he shouldn't be He shouldn't be batting uh, left-handed at all. He's terrible at it. No. And also, by the way, I, man, so, yeah, Frazier's got a better WRC+. plus. It's almost entirely driven by his on-base percentage. Albies has a mm. pretty dog shit on-base percentage, 329. Not good. However, 15 homers, 12 stolen bases, elite defense at second base. Yeah, and I, was, I would also ask, um, let's just say for uh, comparison's sake, that they were in the same uh, batting order as well. Are you trying harder to keep Frazier off the bases with whomever is behind him on the Pirates, or are you trying to keep, keep Albies off the bases with um, Acuna and Freeman and at the time, Ozuna, I guess, for a while, and yep. Riley and all these other guys. Come on, man. And also, uh, who, but anyways, who, it, it is what it is. That's I think that's a fair pick. They're close enough. Yeah, it's yeah. Kind of a pick them. I agree with that. Honestly, the rest of the National League looks all right. Freeman at first. He uh, actually Max Muncy is probably more statistically deserving, but at Freeman at first, no problem with that. He's a former mm. MVP last year. That's fine. Tatis Jr. is short. What are you gonna like? How are you gonna argue with that? Nolan Arenado at third. He has actually surpassed. Austin Riley quite a bit statistically this year. I think Arenado right. deserves it. Um, Posey having a like Posey from ten years ago year this year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's having a great season. My only concern with uh, Posey is that he's only on pace for like 110 games this year. I know that that's not crazy for a catcher, but usually 120 all star guys like 120 to 135 somewhere in that range yeah so he's he's behind on that he is older so maybe nobody cares um but you know i'm not going to take anything away from him he's on the other side of a couple of bad injuries and he's having one of the better years of his career right now so good for him uh and then acuna castellanos and winker it's crazy that the reds have two outfielders started but i mean they're both fucking good so. they are both having career years right now yeah i don't know if this is going to continue into more seasons for those two guys but right now they deserve every fucking all-star vote they get now the american league um uh salvador perez might be one of the most beloved players in all of baseball not just by the, his local fans but by other players on other teams like he just seems to be one of those kind of guys that everybody would kill to have on their team. Yes. But he's not one of those guys that you love only if he's on your team and you hate him. If he's not, he's not a Draymond Green. He's right. a guy that everybody seems to like. And Pujols is like that too, uh, by the way. He hasn't really had a whole lot of beef with players. He's been Pujols over his career has been a guy that squashed a lot of beef. That uh, yeah, nobody like hates if somebody, him. If somebody's got an attitude, he's just such a mountain of a man. He'll just go grab them and pick them up off the ground and shake them like a child. Yeah. And uh, uh, but not like in a mean like like, hey, dude, we're playing fucking games out here and getting paid millions of bucks. How about shut the fuck up? Right. Uh, but yeah, Salvador Perez is uh, he is a beloved player, and this is his seventh uh, start. Uh, uh, at catcher in the All Star game. That's crazy, man. He I is. Mean, for, I mean, he's an elite catcher. I think. Uh, yeah. Yadier Molina sucks up a lot of the air on uh, great mm -hmm. catchers, but Salvi Perez, I mean, Salvi Perez has 19 goddamn home runs this year. Yeah, he's on pace for like fucking 35 to 40 home he runs is, right now. He's a he's been, he, he might be in the American League I, over the last 10 seasons. He's He's got to be the most consistent he's catcher, a, right? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're looking at wins above replacement at, at three, four, three and a half, two and a half, uh, three, two and a half. Every single year this guy's on. 
doesn't miss a whole lot of games except for, I mean, I mean, 2020 is an exception, but he's in that 130 to 150 games played per season for ever now. Uh, really glad for him. Glad for the, uh, for Kansas city fans to have a guy in the, in the, in the uh, game as well as a reason to watch. And he's turning out to be this generation's sort of George Brett for that team. Like he's mm-hmm. going to be not, it's not going to be uh, Alex Gordon or, or, or Eric Cosmer. It's uh, Salvador Perez is going to be this generation's kind of hero ball player. Right. I would say. Yeah. Uh, just and then right. uh, the Marcus Simeon on uh, the blue Jays. I mean, to be honest, I expect the blue Jays, two or three years from now when some of those other guys figure it out and then when they go, uh, when they get some better pitching, I'm not going to be surprised to see the Blue Jays have two to five guys in the starting lineup for the All-Star game every single year yep. or on in any given year. They've got so much talent over there. Also, when they have a home field again. <laughs> yeah, right. They're playing in Buffalo right now. Yep. Uh, but even Bo Bichette at, uh, at shortstop yep. could have easily made this yep. All-Star game. Yep. Uh, he's he's on pace for 31 homers and 110 RBI right now and almost 200 hits. Like He's he's lighting it up over there. He just has the uh, uh, the bad luck, I suppose, to be in the same position that Xander Bogertz is in with a 940 OPS. You know what I mean? So yeah. you're not going to beat that guy out. That'll happen. I mean, yeah, Vlad at first, no question. Simeon at second, no question. I mean, Bogarts, like you said, no question. Devers mm-hmm. at third, I don't have a fucking problem with it. I don't know. Who would really be? And then you've got Trout, Judge, uh, and Tascar Hernandez of the Blue Jays as well. The Blue Jays are fucking cleaning up on fucking yeah. Sponsors. I mean, this is this is a they easily could have had uh, uh, a starting lineup in this year's uh, American League that included fucking Vlad Guerrero Jr., Bo Bichette, uh, Marcus Simeon and uh, Tasker Hernandez easily that could have been yep. the case and that's not you, you haven't even reached the pitchers yet right yeah so uh, they're, they're looking pretty good there now these other picks with uh, with uh, 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 what do you call it <clears throat> uh, the outfield picks in the American League some of these are a bit dodgy I understand that this stuff is a popularity contest and things like that um, uh, but you know <sighs> Aaron Judge is having a good year. I, I'm glad to see that he's mostly been on the field this season. Now, he's not performing up to the same rate. Well, his rate stats are decent, but he's not performing up to the same power standards that I would expect for him to be on the field as much as he right. has been this year. Maybe that's just how it is. But I'm looking at guys like uh, Mike Trout's not going to play, so he's going to be replaced. Yes. Uh, but he's been out enough that I think he shouldn't have been in, he shouldn't have been voted a starter in the first yeah. place. But yeah, that people, shit happens all the time. People right? know it's a name. Yeah, uh, uh, who the, the people that probably should have been. Th- these are the only snubs I've seen so far. I really think uh, that uh, Adolis Garcia. Yes, yeah, that was a been. huge I mean, snub. He, the, his problem is is that he his on base percentage is dog shit. It's like he's hitting two seventy, but his on base percentage is like uh, three hundred, basically. Right. Yeah, it's uh, not good when he, your on base percentage matches your batting average. <laughs> correct. Yeah, it's too close. But he's on pace for forty home runs and one hundred ten RBI right now. He's crushing the ball. And, yeah, you don't uh, want to see I, motherfuckers I, walk in the All Star game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's weird. I think uh, uh, you know JD Martinez probably could have been up there, but he's a, a DH, higher. and the DH they chose was Otani. Right. Yeah. So I mean, it, it, I guess I guess it is, but he's he qualifies as an outfielder as well. So I mean, he's he's just as uh, entitled to be voted in as an All Star for in sure. the outfield position as fucking uh, Mike Trout is. Yeah. Right. One hundred percent. And mean? he so, might he might take know. it to be honest. But this is uh, this is one of those situations where it's not. Uh, and Byron Buxton, by the way, 
had he not been injured, certainly would have been in this conversation as well. He, he uh, is having the best year of his career through 27 games. He was rather, uh, we'll see when he comes back, if that's continues to be the case, but what you're dealing with right here is just an embarrassment of riches in the American league. I mean, oh, it's crazy when you, when you have to choose between like fucking six or seven different dudes that are on pace for 40 home runs and 110 RBI, then what the fuck are you going to do? Man, yeah, gotta I mean, work, you gotta go with it. Honestly, you, uh, the guy you mentioned, I mean, fuck dude, Carlos Correa has a, almost a better, ch- uh, uh, case than Xander Bogart's at shortstop. The American league's right. fucking stat. Yeah. And then uh, there's a bunch of guys from, and we'll see how this plays out um, because their team's so bad, but there's a bunch of guys from Baltimore that could be on this team as well. I mean, Mancini, uh, Means. Yeah, well, Mean is hurt right now, isn't he? Oh, maybe he is. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think he's out, but yeah, his statistics would certainly qualify him as an all-star starter as a pitcher, which is even more impressive than some of those other guys. But uh, what's his name? Uh, Cedric Mullins mm-hmm. is having one of the best years of his career. Maybe, or he's, he's having the best year of his career. Uh, and he's doing it on a team that is, again, not great. So I, I see Cedric Mullins in the same way that I see uh, Frazier from Pittsburgh. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's he's definitely deserving, but is he going to get the attention? I guess Frazier got lucky and got the attention and Mullins did not because as a leadoff hitter for the Orioles, who gives a shit? <laughs> right. He scored like right. fucking – your on base percentage is like four four twenty or some shit, and you still only score. You're still only on pace for like eighty runs during the season. That's how bad his team is. Yeah. You can't score yourself unless you hit a home run, right? Yeah, but that's pretty. Anyway, they're good good rosters overall, I think. Actually, yeah, I didn't think they. Some every now and again there will be a year where you're like, what the fuck is this shit? And but the only stuff that I see that's weird this year is like, well, it could have gone either way, or it's a guy that that's hurt, but it's one of the best baseball players of all time. So what right. the fuck are you gonna do? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I like the way they did this. Um. Would like to see Albies in there, obviously. You always want to see your own your own people in there, but he'll be on the fucking he'll be on the bench. You know it's fun. I mean, the starters don't win the games, at least. So rarely. Yeah. Usually your best two pitchers pitch the first four or so innings that really matter, and then all the starters come out. Peace the fuck out. The, yeah, the afterwards. reserves are the ones who who do the heroics. So maybe Albies will get a fun late late inning uh late inning dub for us. That would be funny if he, you know, I mean, Acuna will certainly not be in the game by then. He'll probably um, be leading off the game. Yeah, he'll he'll definitely be leading off the game, but he certainly won't be in whenever Alves comes in. But, you know, I mean, as a Braves fan, it would be amazing to see uh, Alves hit a walk-off and Acuna bear hug him at the plate. That'd be great. Yeah. Because they're, they're like probably the only – two of the only guys that are going to be there that are actually excited to play in the All-Star game because they – I feel like if they were playing a pickup game and they beat you, they would be excited. Yes, they would. They would stunt on you on a fucking softball field. Yeah, one hundred percent. But not in a not in a dick. Kind no, of way. no, no, not in a, not in a Josh Donaldson way. In just a fun yeah. their bros way. Uh, right, but cool. that's all we got for uh, this week. Uh, thanks for listening and watching again. Uh, follow, like, subscribe on Drinking Bros Sports. We'll be back next week. Uh, we might do a live watch on the All Star Game. To be honest, I would. Yeah, we should. Yeah, we yeah. absolutely should. Um, so check out that as well. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys next week. Uh, have fun in KC. Go get a, go, go to the K for me and get some barbecue. Uh, yeah, well, all right. See you later. Love you.